This is the DTV Digest, the podcast that brings you news and reviews of films which didn't make it to the cinema. And now, here's your host, Mike Parkin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DTV Digest Short Shots, the podcast where me, Rich, and Steve this evening uh, look exclusively at some short films. Um, This is a bit of a change to our usual short shots because regularly uh, Rich will curate the films we're going to look at. So, you know, he does a bit of quality control, you could say. You know, he picks the ones he thinks would be interesting to talk about. In this particular episode, we are looking at uh, seven short films which are part of an anthology called Beyond the Dark. And those are Midnight Clear, Malakostraka, Pipe, The Wound, Peopling, uh, The Colour of Your Lips, and Maggie May. Uh, These have been curated together, as I said, as part of an anthology, and they span between uh, 2017 up to 2019. Um, Yes, so this is going to be an interesting episode for sure, because, as I said, um, you know, these were kind of thrust upon us rather than um, actually individually picked, shall we say. Our first short then is Midnight Clear. It's Christmas Eve and Dad has decided to allow his children to open their presents early, much to their delight and their mother's terror. Um, I quite like this one. Uh, Interesting setup. And, you know, you're not quite sure what's going on, but you're pretty sure something horrible is going on, Um, mainly because of the way uh, the wife looks. Um, absolutely terrified, you know, sort of mascara all running down her face, etc., etc. The kids are totally oblivious to it all. Um, very chintzy kind of look to it, you know. They've just gone to town with the um, the tinsel and the coloring and everything. But yeah, this this was um, pretty enjoyable, you know, sort of very nihilistic way. Uh, Steve, what do you make of this one? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. This one, um, you, yeah, like you say, you know, there's something definitely not quite right um and it's going through and you know the, the father's so ott with everything and you know going crazy about everything and you've got the somber mother and the kids are just happy and then you get that like twist at the end which i thought kind of came out of nowhere but in in a good way yeah you know it wasn't it wasn't kind of expected, really, the the way it it, it goes. But yeah, it's it, it, very very grim, obviously. Mm. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed this one. It was it was it was different, you know. Yeah, uh, Rich. I mean, this this has got a good sort of setup. You know, um, it it does sort of point you in one direction, and then at the last minute, sort of basically heads off at a tangent, doesn't it? You know, you, you, you kind of think you know where it's heading, um, but, but then it suddenly changes and, and it, you know, certain characters become a little bit more sympathetic. Yeah, mm. it's very Shyamalan in that respect. That sort of taking yeah. that sort of, it sets it up as one thing and then kind of, you know, goes in, say, as you say, goes in that different direction. I really like the, um, I really like the whole pack, whole film, but the, the, where the production design, the way it's shot, 
you know, it's got that really uh, sharp amber kind of lighting mm -hmm. to the whole thing. Very, very, um, you know, the way that the characters are framed, like the, the mother and, the, you know, the way she's looking and the expressions on her face. You know, there's some great, I mean, you, go to, you only have to go to the IMDb to look to the, to the, to the stills that they've got on there to, mm. to get a taste of, of the quality of look of the film. Uh, it's seven minutes. It's got a, as you say, it's got that nice sort of intro setup uh, and, and 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 a proper conclusion as well. So it, it satisfies me in that respect. Uh, the the performances I thought were excellent from the from the car. It's only it's it's a family, so it's it's mm -hmm. the it's a, a a married couple and their two children. Uh, in alone in the house that's basically it you know that's that's what they're working with in in this sort of situation there's no other scenes outside of that it's all taking place within the same evening i think there's a couple of uh a couple of different rooms they use but that's about it if yeah. i recall correctly um and the uh what was i gonna say yeah i thought i just thought it, i i really liked how mysterious and intriguing it was, you know, and when you weren't quite sure what was happening, when you had a feeling what it was, and then actually it's something completely different, really. Yeah, it's it's interesting because because I uh, recently just watched the film Held, which which we were covering on on um, the next main show, mm. and and I think that influenced how I saw this film. You mm. know, my, my yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, um, in in that particular film, there's there's like a. Um, a promotional video that one of the characters watches and you see the way the women act in that particular video mm -hmm. and and that sort of really put me in mind of you know I was or, or this film put me in mind of that I should say um so so yeah I, I was kind of relieved that it didn't go down that route you know that it was it, it came up with something relatively original really um certainly not something I'd seen for quite a while it's an interesting so, um, uh, comparison between that film and this because yes, because they do both play with those kind of uh, domestic violence kind of situations hmm. and expectations of what you think is happening, and uh, do something you know quite different in terms of you know trying to pull the rug out from under you. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so this hmm. is a. I, I mean, yeah, we'll get onto that film in in, uh, in, the, in that in, in, the, show, in, the, yeah. in the DTV Digest. Um, <laughs> Short, uh, if, if, if people haven't heard that yet, um, go and listen, and it's out, go and listen to it. But um, yeah, so this one was, it's, I say, it's only seven minutes. It, it's uh, from 2017, and it was originally, well, not necessarily originally, but uh, previously released uh, on the Alter YouTube channel, uh, from which it's still available. But it's also, as you say, been curated to be part of this compilation series, uh, Beyond the Dark. Yep. Okay, so that is that one. We don't, we're not scoring the uh, shorts, um, but uh, we will put a link in the footnotes. Our next film is Malakostraka. An author struggles with writer's block and strange visions about his wife's pregnancy. Um, very avant-garde, this one, the way it's shot. Um, lots of saturated colours in the in the early scenes. Um, it definitely veers off into David Lynch territory. Mm. This one, um, yeah. the definite parallels between this and a Razorhead, I think. Um, and then there's that really. I mean, it, it's one of those films which I'd consider to be grotesque rather than horror. 
mm. right up until the final mm. scene, which definitely is horrific. <laughs> you know, the, the final thing you hear um, yeah. really sort of brings it all into focus. Um, didn't enjoy it, I must admit. Um, did not enjoy this one bit, um, but I can, you know, respect its, uh, its ambition, I guess. And, and it did pull off a, at least one horrific moment right at the end. Uh, Steve, how did you get on with Malakostraka? Yeah, I didn't like this at all as well. Um, I thought you say about the horrific moment at the end. You can see that coming right from the start, really. You know where it's going to end up and you know basically what it's about. And yeah, it just didn't gel me at all this. Um, even the, you know, like the alien type birth scene, it, mm. it was just icky and didn't like the characters at all, either of them. I know, I know there's only two in it, it's like, you know, two out of like a, quite a lot of these are really, but yeah, mm. it just didn't, didn't land on me at all. I don't know. I didn't like the characters, didn't like the plot. And yeah, the ending was just, saw it coming a mile off and it was just <laughs> kind of, kind of there for, you know, the grotesque sake of it really. It just, yeah, it didn't didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. Indeed. Uh, Rich, did you get on with this one? Not really. No, I'd say it's not really. I mean, I quite like the they did go for practical creature effects, mm. which is uh, in its favour. Uh, and the uh, I think the, from what I can read, the person who was working on the um, creature effects uh, has like got quite a back, you know, worked on things like Basket Case 2, which would be which would be like the sort of film mm. that was an influence on this. Um, and brain damage. The um, yeah, so it's got it, it, it is all it is that sort of David Lynch sort of you know uh, random edits and sort of weird the uh, uh, so, not psychedelic but you know sort of trippy. It's very trippy. Mm. It's got that kind of trippy quality. Mm. Um, it's not the only film that we're going to be talking about tonight, which explores basically a monster baby kind of scenario. Oh God! Um, mm. with, but um, I think this is the one I was least interested in out of those uh, but uh, it's um, you know if, if you like if you like that sort of ex more experimental uh, as you say sort of um, David Lynchy sort of I think they're like lobster baby kind of crab baby kind of things in mm. this and um, you know if you're interested in, in seeing that sort of thing something a bit different then you know definitely it's um, it's worth a look but it wasn't really my cup of tea. No, it, it didn't really hit any of our palette, this one. Um, but it's there, and again, we'll put a link to it. Please check it out. If you like a bit of lobster fucking, then you know you might, you might get into this. Who knows? This one's um, a 16-minute one, though, compared yeah. to the to the nice. You know, Midnight Clear was clean and tight, seven minutes. This is this is much longer. It's rambles, um, definitely. It's another yeah. alter one, by the way. Funnily enough, it's it's almost like they 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 when they were putting together this compilation series that they. They you know, they went to Alter and because yeah, Alter itself, <laughs> Alter itself is basically a compilation series, isn't it? Well, exactly. And they're mm. just they're just putting these out and they put the banner on it, and that's basically what they're doing with these. It's just mm. they're they're putting them out as a as a series that you can rent or buy, um, but you can also, you know, in the case of these that we've selected here, these are ones that are you know have previously been released in in, in other in other formats. 
if I'm just going to digress slightly because the I just wanted to mention that the series is called Beyond the Dark, and it's got an you know it's got a poster image that implies a lot of horror, mm. but there's there's a lot about this that isn't horror or isn't pure horror at least. I mean, I thought it was quite interesting that the first film that they picked to lead the series, the first episode, as they call it, it's all about time travel, is the, yeah. is the speed of time, which is a comedy. Yeah. There's not, yeah. no, there's not a hint of horror or anything in it. It's very lighthearted. So I just thought that was, I mean, that doesn't really fit. I thought that was a bit strange. I mean, all the ones we're going to be talking about tonight, you know, will continue to sort of fit into that kind of theme. But the series is kind of a, a bit unusual in 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 the respect that yeah, it, it's sort of it wrong foot. If you were watching the series, you 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 know, you'd be wrong footed from the start. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that as an aside. Yeah, indeed. Um, so that is Malakost, Malakostraka. Uh, as I said, we'll put a link in the footnotes. Go check it out. Our next film is Pipe. In a post-apocalyptic wasteland, a young girl happens upon a female corpse and decides she should have a proper burial. Um, Yes, we're on much firmer footing here, um, not least because this stars um, Zoe Bell. Uh, it's got a nice little bit of action, very nihilistic in its approach. Um, you know, very sort of, it captures that sort of post-apocalyptic Old West kind of aesthetic, you know, um, and I totally dug this, uh, I must admit. Um, Steve, Pipe, what do you think? Yeah, I enjoyed this one. And, you know, it was more of a twist to it than I was kind of expecting. I was kind of just expecting a bit of a, you know, post-apocalyptic fight scene that you get in some shots, you know. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but there was quite a decent couple of, you know, turns and twists and stuff, which I actually thought, made it really enjoyable. Um, you know, Zoe Bell's doing the usual thing, you know, kicking ass and taking names and stuff. And I also enjoyed the performance of the little girl. Well, they yeah. the, the pup, I think. And a, a, a dad as well. He was just a little bit of a, well, a bit of a wet lettuce, really. Mm -hmm. um, but also the... Um, like the bad, the bad girls, uh, mm -hmm. Bliss. Bliss. Yeah. I thought she was actually, actually pretty good, <clears throat> but it was more the twists and the turns that that came with it sure. that that made it stand out from some of the others. You know what I mean? Mm. Exactly. You know, we we've seen this sort of scenario before. You know, the, the setup, mm. um, but it, it's the actions of the characters which, which um, flesh this out really nicely. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rich, what do you make of Pipe? Yeah, I, I really liked it, and not for just the obvious uh, reason of, of we get some really, really, really nicely done action uh, in a, in one of the moments. It is a kind of, as you say, um, post-apocalyptic Western kind of setup. Zoe Bell's character is essentially a woman with no name kind mm -hmm. of character, and she and she's in possession of this particular pipe, which mm -hmm. literal pipe off the tile. Um, but yeah, it's the it's the young girl who's the the main protagonist and it's sort of she's you know scavenging and whatnot in this 
wasteland. But uh, yeah, it was the, um, it could have been like, uh, I mean, this would work actually very well in a double bill with something like Oasis that we covered uh, yeah. uh, some yeah, time yeah. ago, mm. David Wayne Smith's film, which doesn't really have, I don't think that's got any dialogue or if it does, it's that's very right. minimal. No. Um, but that's kind of a, sort of a setup of a scenario, very visually led. And, you know, there's a, there's a fight scene and stuff in that, but, but in this one, yeah, you've got full on dialogue scenes, you know, it's, it's like quite a few minutes. Um, it's uh, the film's about 12, the film's 12 minutes, but a lot of it is character development, um, which is welcome. Uh, we've got this, um, if, you know, compare it to something like The Stranger, you know, that sort of the, the modern day Western uh, mm. thing with um, Kathy Long, you know, you've got this essentially a biker gang, you know, the, without any bikes, you know, this mm. sort of really cruel um, group who, you know, just um, taking what they want and they, they don't care and they're just cold and mm. mean. And, and uh, this girl's kind of caught between them and, uh, you know, the dad seems almost, you know, all too, a little too easy for him yeah. to sort of be willing to sort of uh, sell her into slavery, essentially. It makes you wonder how he's lasted so long, yeah. <laughs> you know, in, in mm. you know, how he's managed to survive. It's purely because of his skill at actually making beer is, is the only thing he's got going for him. If anyone else figured it out, you know, um, it would have been dead ages ago. Yeah, because uh, yeah. he is just referred to as the brewer, I think, and yeah, and, or brewer, because he brews. And uh, no, it's, it's a, they, they, this is a really. I mean, they've got a good, nice, reasonable budget. Uh, it's quite a poetically, again, like Oasis. It's quite a poetically shot kind of um, film. You know, it's it's kind of all. You know, you've got this very slow lead in. You know, where where the, where the what is thought to be a corpse is discovered, and. Um, Sort of dragging it across the ground, trying to get it back to the to the to the little shack sort of hut where they live, uh, and then it sort of transform. It turns, you know, the, the it, it it sort of confounds it, challenges your expectations. You think, oh, I'm in for a little like really dull sort of arty film here, mm. and then suddenly, boom, you know, you get this incredible action, and then boom, you get this like unexpected turn of events. Uh, you know, it's not, not doesn't pan out quite like you expected. So it's uh, it's it's twelve minutes well spent uh, and very you know, uh, it's uh, directed by Max Isaacson, whose um, career I will be observing from now on. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I just want to just double check something about Zoe Bell mm-hmm. uh, because I did hear that she was. Looking to um, uh, turn a short into a feature that she was in. I wasn't sure if it was this one or not. Okay. Uh, you could, but you'd have to do some stuff. To... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, this um, uh, Max Isaacson, the film, uh, films he makes, uh, I think he does a lot with under a banner called uh, Fun Size Horror. Mm-hmm. And there's, I think there's going to be, I think there's another f- f- uh, fun size horror one in the Beyond the Dark uh, mm-hmm. section. But there's a whole. Um, he's he's done quite a few films that are, I think some, if not all of them, are on are available on either YouTube or Vimeo. This particular one, uh, prior to being released in the in the Beyond the Dark series, is 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 on Vimeo. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we shall put a link in the footnotes. <laughs> Our next film is The Wound, 
A man suffering from a mortal wound tries to find his way back to his girlfriend before it's too late. Or something. Um, <laughs> this is... The thing is, the rest of these films are either confounding or horrible. Um, just to warn everyone. Um, this one is exactly what I said. It's a guy trying to you know, survive from this wound, tries to patch himself up, tries to sort of get out of this looks like a hotel that he's in um and it is just this sort of he, he, you know it, it almost feels as long as lord of the rings this journey that he's on um but yeah steve what did you make of the wound yeah um I, yeah in the same boat as you really he was just confound confounding really i just didn't didn't get the point of it didn't enjoy it, and it I, I really didn't get it. It was just, let's try and get from here to here with this mm. wing. Okay, fair enough, get that. And then nothing happens, and then he just goes back. It, I, 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 was, I was wondering, I, mean, I don't know what you think, Rich, but uh, I, I was thinking maybe this was... You know, him sort of reliving the last moments, you know, tr trying to sort of come to terms with what he's done or something. And, you know, his life flashing before his eyes, that sort of thing. I don't know. Um, it was very obtuse. Um, did you manage to decipher this one? Uh, well, I think it's just, you know, the, I, it's one of those things that you can either take as literal Mm -hmm. You know the the the, the some that the, as with a lot of horror, the you know the the unbelievable has become a reality kind of thing, uh, or is it uh, his you know fevered mind or something is coming up with, with this kind of um, literal uh, what, what you know the thing that's got, I, I can't say it without giving giving away that sort of the combination of the mm. film, but the, the you know how did he result? How did he get this wound? Um, yeah, I didn't engage in it particularly myself. You know, it's well shot. I mean, the guy in the lead, uh, Chris Lempsch, uh, you may recognise from films like Final Destination Three and Ginger Snaps mm -hmm. and stuff. He's, you know, he's had he's quite a well established uh, actor and uh, Agents of Shield. He's turned up on as well and stuff like that. He's done lots of different things. So you know, they've drawn in an uh, you know an actor of a reasonable caliber. For this film they've shot it really nicely uh but is it satisfying as a film experience and sort of like am i am i like oh you know overtaken by the uh the the, the turn of events of, at the end and the, you know the point that the film's s s perhaps trying to make during its nine minutes sadly not no it's um i was it, as as perplexed by the ending as i was by the beginning you know there was nothing in this um, that sort of made any sense whatsoever. Our next film on our list is Peopling. Steve. Yeah. What the fuck is this? I ain't got a, I ain't got a fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It, <clears throat> it's... The next door neighbour's mum from Honey, I Shrink the Kids. 
with like a Canadian version of Julian Barrett from the Mighty Boosh. And I, I don't, I really don't get it. It's oh. off its absolute tits. It's just... I haven't seen I haven't seen the Greasy Strangler, but is this a kind of Greasy Strangler kind of? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> no, the Greasy Strangler at least had, had some semblance of a plot and you know character development. This is just this is the visual equivalent of someone scraping their nails down a blackboard. For me, that's that. I, I yeah, absolutely. I I hated myself for watching it. You know, I was actually angry that I was sitting through it. It turned my stomach. What this, you know, the, just the screeching and screaming of the characters, you know, there's this sort of, sort of seriously bad arrested development. It reminded me of, you know, the Big Bang Theory. In, you're you're going to say Howard's mum, are I'm going to say Howard and Howard's mum, the pair of them. Yeah. That's, it was yeah. this, you know, that was what it was, but turned up to 11 you know, yeah. it was ah oh, unbearable. Um, I, I don't think I actually finished watching it. So, yeah, this one. Um, to no. be fair, I thought the effects were quite good. I will give you it know, that. Yes, so on that. on the actual little fucking thing, whatever it was. Fuck, they were. Yeah. Well, this is where we come back to what I was alluding to earlier with the Malacostrats of, of the you mm. know giving birth to a monsterish kind of story mm -hmm. you know yeah essentially what I we think, have is you know what? i think that is one of my one of my personal worst tropes of horror you know I, I, as it is i don't like horror films which involve children anyway because i think it's kind of emotionally cheating you know the fact that oh no it's an innocent sort of being put in danger in this sort of situation i hate all that shit anyway but anything to do with you know yeah ba babies and horror do not mix as far as i'm concerned i hate it it's not, it's not a baby though, is it? It's just well, the yeah, miniature exactly. version of him. All, all of that it, sort of horrible stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of a, it is, it, it's not, she doesn't literally get, because it's a different dynamic. This is a mother and son kind of thing. And he's, yeah. and he somehow creates his own clone or, or, or at least yeah. something like that. I mean, the just, I, 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 I don't really want to say this. But but this is what it's described at, as by the, the horror um, the horror collective who are putting this out. It says George. This is the synopsis. George accidentally creates a doppelganger from his own jism, resulting in a deranged and deadly love triangle. So that's that's li <laughs> that's literally uh, what they said. So I didn't mm. get that from from the from the from the film. I only read that afterwards. But. Um, I didn't really. I I didn't know that's what he was up to or whatever. But yeah, I, I just you know, I didn't. I don't know. Okay, but, so, so, so now I'm yeah. now I'm thinking of Monty Python's The Meaning of Life. That's what this sort of fits into. It fits into that sort of thing. Yeah. But well, the characters are very. Through. I mean, if you look at the. I mean, the, you could say the characters are quite Pythonesque. I mean, I was thinking John Waters. There's, yep. there's a there's a heavy sort of John yeah. Waters kind of flavour to if this. John but... Waters did Monty Python. There you go. <laughs> that's a, that's a marriage in hell. But yeah, I mean, I I, I didn't I didn't dislike it. I preferred it to Malacostrasa. I I I like the um, you know, the the, the world building. I guess you could say for in the, the, basically in this domestic situation, which 
you could again compare that to the first film we watched midnight clear where it's you know it's a family setting it's it's in the home or whatever and they they yeah. they they they've made a concerted effort to create a visually striking visually interesting sort of uh, environment uh, and in this case they've just got it's it's that sort of trash aesthetic that they've gone for you know the characters are don't look or act or behave or, or you know nothing is really related to how the real world is unlike midnight clear which is very much a uh, you know it feels like a, a very real situation this is just, you know, balmy <laughs> for want of a better word. Um, yeah, so, so, but I quite liked. What I did. I mean, you know, I didn't. I didn't love it. I didn't. Didn't hate it. But what you know, I can. I can certainly see how it would. It, it would uh, could be was grating. I mean, I did find it a bit grating myself. But but uh, I can't fault its um, you know ambition in that respect. And and quite as I say, the fact they did again use uh, some practical visual effects. Do I think it's ambitious? I certainly do. Do I think it's creative? Yes, I do. Do I think it's very well made? Yes, I do. And yet, I still fucking hated it. <laughs> well, you know, isn't that, isn't that <laughs> the way? Sometimes we love, you know, well-made films. Sometimes we love badly made films and That's vice true. versa. <laughs> right. Does anyone dare say anything else about this film? Nah. Good. Oh, I like the retro title cards. It's kind of got this uh, opening and closing credits thing. It's like, you know, it's oh, like it's made in the third. No, you know, you know what? I, I again, I, I hated that. I absolutely hated it because it, it was such a borrowed conceit. You know, it it is so artificial. It just did not gel for me at all. So there you go. Mm. There's if no in media res though. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. But um, yeah, if you dare check this out, there'll be a link in the footnotes. The next film on our list is The Color of Your Lips. A scuba diver services to discover all of Earth's oxygen has disappeared during his dive. Um, interesting idea, horribly executed. No, come on. Yes, yeah. it is. It is too long for for what they do. Well, um, they're adapting it into a feature. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, so, you know, okay, interesting idea. So, you know, scuba diver comes up. He, he just happens to have the equipment necessary to survive, at least for a little while, until his oxygen runs out. He meets um, a young woman who happens to be on a sort of ventilator kind of thing you know um a, oxygen a, mask oxygen mm. tank yeah uh, and you know the two of them try to find other survivors um again it's it's got some interesting ideas it's a, it's a very interesting premise um but i don't know i just did not gel with it at all um i thought it was really bizarre where it was shot the locations they used why was this guy diving? Why was this guy scuba diving in a river next to a, a building site? It is very. It will be explained in the feature film version, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but I, I, although mm. I don't think that was necessarily the intention, uh, it's can It's a Canadian film, uh, mm. and, yeah. and I think the, the there's there's an element of. 
artistry and you know you know art you know artfulness you know similar to some of the other films we've talked about it's you know it's not necessarily the i think this is kind of a film that's kind of halfway between reality and complete fantasy you go you've got those sort of conceits and stuff that like you've, you've mentioned and mm. uh you can it, you, the film that came to mind was the um uh I can't remember what the original title was, but New World Order. You know the the film I oh, hated, yeah. which was the yeah. uh, set in the uh, set in the future, run by robots and whatever. And they can't speak. Basically. Yeah. yeah, they can't speak yeah. because they'll be hurt. So you got these films that are set in situations where a certain sense or whatever can't be used, or, or you know uh, something's been deprived. You can't use it, or whatever. So in this case, uh, the oxygen's gone, which I thought was quite interesting because we haven't really seen that much mm. that I can recall. And so that's quite a neat well. idea. Um, it's probably been, it probably has been done before, but it, it certainly doesn't seem to be as, as common and so, as like, so you've got films where everyone wakes up blind and stuff, for example, mm-hmm. um, uh, and the, or, or quiet place where, you know, that you've got to keep, keep quiet. Uh, actually, Bird Box was blindness, wasn't it as well? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you got. So I can certainly see how a feature version of this can fit into that kind of. If it does happen, um, this is this is another film that was on altar, and it's altar that are kind of trying to get a feature off the off the ground. I think with the with the filmmaker, um, whose name is if I call uh, Anita uh, Anik Blank. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, I th- I. I liked the way it's quite long. It's about it's like eighteen minutes long. Um, the the two, it's a you know it's a two character story, but they move between different situations. You know, it's it's the canvas is quite large here, not just conceptually, but in terms of reality and moving from place to place and stuff. And I thought it worked quite well, and I quite liked the payoff. I thought it was good. I liked it. How about you, Steve? What do you make of this one? No, it. It, it annoyed me, to be fair. Um, like you say, it's kind of set in reality, but there's certain things that just didn't ring true and really annoyed me. Like when they're going to the supermarket and it's a big, massive supermarket and there's one person there, you know, supposedly died and that's it. And there's nobody else in there. And little things like that, it just annoyed me. Like, Say when, you know, they finally move out and this firework display goes off. Yeah. Yeah. How? And well, there's, there's no oxygen. All right. Exactly. Exactly. My point. There's no oxygen. I get when they get there, it's set up to set off at this wedding mm-hmm. with a computer or whatever. You guys and your science. Well, <laughs> no, that's what I mean, though. It's just little things like that all the way through that just don't ring true. You know, like, wherever they go, there's nobody. You know, all these people, the whole world will have supposedly should have died. Mm. You know, there should be, I don't know, planes falling out the sky, cars crashing into everything if everyone's just literally died and there's nothing like that. I mean, obviously maybe like budget constraints or something like that. I don't, I don't know, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't ring true. And it just, and again, you know what's going to happen at the end because there's no other way it can go. Yeah. I mean, you they, know, they pick the one sort of, you know, apocalyptic scenario 
where every you know everyone's going to be limited yeah, even mm. if there were a handful of survivors you know whatever oxygen has already been sort of um you know kept in tanks or whatever you know you're not going to be able to find them in time and if you do you're on a very limited supply and as soon as it's gone that's it yeah you know, you're gone yeah so yeah it, it's just such a dead end you know no, I it's think not it's like, more it's leaning like... into sort of absurdism, but not, you know, but trying to play it with a fairly straight face. I think that's, I don't think it's necessarily, me- I mean, it's a guy walking around in a wetsuit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't think it's meant to be taken out. that seriously. Yeah, it doesn't even bother taking But it plays it completely deadpan. It's... I think that's, I kind of think, I mean, it's a French Canadian product. So, you know, be, it can yeah, sort of, it it's, a, it's a French sort of quirky humor i think that the i saw that maybe no, that I, I, if, if there was any quirkiness or actual humor to it i just it went straight over my head i don't know maybe i've got a german no. sense of humor this week <laughs> you know just well, i'm not saying it's funny thinking, i'm just saying i think everything there's, there's something literally what i'm seeing you know but but even so yes this just did not work I, I, you know i was intrigued to begin with but as it went on i was like you know especially with the firework display i thought uh, no. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, but there you go. Anyway, um, that is the divide us, divided us a bit. That one. So, yeah. Uh, I think we've been barely on the same page up until now. Yeah. And, uh, this I'm was one. This. I'll be honest. This was. This is one of my favourites from this particular uh, collection. Okay. So, listeners, make your own mind up. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, and and mm. leave a comment. Leave a comment. Let us know. You know, if if you got on with any of these that we're talking about. Um, please let us know. If any of them just turn your stomach, please let us know as well. Anyway, on to our last one. And our last film is Maggie May. I believe this is Australian, guys. Sure sounded it. You're right. In this one, a woman offers to help out after a funeral and soon comes to regret her decision. Um, okay, this is well made, um, but th- but this had, you know, oh God, th- I-, I wanted to slip my wrists watching this one. Um, I shouldn't really I, say yeah. that, but Jesus Christ. Um, well, it does play that... into that, those some of those oh. tropes that you were mentioning earlier that yeah. you don't really like. Oh God. You know, there's a particular character in this who at first you just sort of go, huh, but then it actually sinks in, you know, at the end of the film, it really sinks in what a dangerous person this, you know, they actually are. And, you know, you can see this sort of the tragedy has repeated itself. You know, you you didn't realise until it's happened that, What's what you've actually just seen is actually a repetition of something that had happened before. Um, yeah, brilliant special effects in this, but oh my god, you know, if, if you're suffering from depression or anything like that, please do not watch this film. Trigger warning all over this. Mm. Uh, Steve, how about you? Fucking hated it. <laughs> to be brutally honest, um, the most abhorrent, lazy, disgusting character I've seen for a long, long while. Mm. Um, 
Like it is well shot and the effects are well done. But fuck me, is it grim? And it's not just the fact of what happens to the main character. Mm. It's what she's trying to get to and what happens yeah. to them as well. And it's just like, w- w- why? I don't, it's, yeah. yeah it what just... on earth possessed you to make this film, you know, Maya Kate Russell, for God's sake? You know, I'm yeah. calling you out. <laughs> you turned our stomachs. <laughs> Yeah, because it, interesting. It's, it's interesting that you say about the the uh, the effects and stuff because the, the the director had, she's actually got a longer career as a, a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. So mm. the so uh, you know that's that's um that's quite interesting that she's sort of moved into into direct into. Well, mm. I'm not sure if she wrote this as well, but it moved into directing from from working on 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 that side. Uh, it's quite mm. a that's quite an interesting jump. So it is, the, you know, it is well directed. It's well made, yes. um, but at the same, you know, it is horrific. I've got yeah. a certain list of films, which I've read about, you know, over years, um, and I've decided they're not for me. I, I will not touch them with a barge pole, you know. Um, the films like the Serbian film, uh, another one called mm. Red, White, and Blue, um, and you know, so it's a short list, but there's, there's a few. Anything where a dog is being used as a yeah. as a as a conveyance for and uh, yeah, bombs. carrying bombs with <laughs> tanks. Yeah, that's that's off the list. Um, yeah, there's there's a good handful, but um, and, and this is that sort of thing. You know, if if, if I'd known what it was going into, it, I, I, ugh, no. Uh, anyway, Rich. <laughs> Well, this are was, you going to uh, differ? It, well, aside from saying agreeing with you that, that yes, it's it is very grim, especially when you get to that ending. The um, I really liked it. I, th- I thought it was uh, I thought it was a top film. The character, the characters, you know, establishing the character, you know, the mm. uh, character work, I thought was all really good. The um, the film is very dark. But it has this sort of black humor kind of running through it. I mean, it, it all sort of starts at the beginning when they're they're at this funeral, and the you characters think? are sorry. Humor, humor. Well, you got like the the old the old man and his and his um his 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 woman sort of getting off with each other at the funeral and stuff like that. So these weird little you know quirky characters kind of being established, and obviously um, Maggie herself being the the quirkiest of them all. Uh, just sort of saying random things and sort of just not being really very being very responsive and whether that's due you know they don't really explain why she is the way she is she's just kind mm. of apathetic mm. and detached you could say it's you know you could look at it one set perspective and say it's like an autism thing or yeah and i think that could, sort of like rubbed me up the wrong way as well yeah mm. you know that, that sort of thing um yeah, and any, any sort of depiction of autism, um, because you know, like, like you know, because um, my, my son being autistic, and and I know you guys also have experience with it. Um, it just does rub me up the wrong way every time I see it. It's probably one of the reasons I hate the Babadook as much as I do, um, because of that. But yeah, it it you know it it just 
doesn't sort of get me, unfortunately. Well, say, I don't. I don't know if that's what they were. I think you can certainly read it yeah. that way. It's a and very I, easy I, reading to yeah. make. And and it I would... think you know if if you know if you do read it that way, that then I, I think there's a sort of subconscious anger that comes with it, because you know obviously the the health, if that is the situation, and obviously the health system and and sort of mental health system has failed that particular family, or or they haven't taken it seriously. You know, there's all of that just in the background. And, like, ah! um, and you know, you think, yeah, this this all could be avoided. Um, but yeah, but <laughs> there's a lot of baggage that comes with this film. Yeah. The dad character who um, who I was alluding to is sort of getting off with the getting off with this woman. He was in the short film Troll Bridge, which oh, we watched. The, uh, he Terry Cohen Patrick the Barbarian. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was he uh, he was in that, and I think he was. I think, I'm not sure if he was in Two Heads Creek. Oh, he was in Two Heads Creek as well. Yeah, oh, so cool. uh, mm. I I do quite. I, so I, I don't know him know know him, but I sort of recognised him, and I I, I I quite like seeing him. He's only in it very briefly, um, mm. but say there's this the the car- It sort of we goes to a front. So you have got Katrina Math Mathers as Sam. She's essentially the main character. She's Maggie's sister. Um, she's not playing it comedic at all. There's no, there's nothing sort of exaggerated or fantastical about her performance. Mm. She's straight down the line. Whereas Maggie is very sort of like got this cartoonish sort of um, cartoonish sort of uh, qualities to her, where she's almost like you know like a like a sitcom character, like a slobby mm-hmm. sitcom character, basically. But like to to the to the ultimate degree. But the, I mean. One of the things I loved about it was that that there's just this moment that happens, the turning point basically early and happens earlier than I expected it to mm. actually, mm. and it's just such a oh Jesus Christ kind of sequence. And it just really took me by surprise. I thought it was very well executed, and then from that you've got the um, uh, the continuation of of that particular thing with the uh, with the. Um, uh, uh, prosthetic and makeup effects and, and whatever that was so and I thought that was all well done and the, the 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 drawing of the character and the contrast between you know uh Maggie's utter detachment but then doing these other things like you know sobbing her heart you know sobbing to herself silly in, in front of a uh soap opera or mm. or stuff like that but which again is is that sort of weird what the things you know she's disconnected from reality but she's connected to these other things like social media and stuff that seem to be more important yeah, to yeah. um there, there's there's a lot of weird stuff you know going on in there however the character is meant to be read um but it's uh how long is it about um uh, let me just double like 11 minutes i think length. Uh, yeah, so 13 minutes long. Uh, mm. It is say it's for me. I thought it was really worth the watch, but it is uh, very harrowing by the time you get to the end. So you've got to kind of steal yourself a little bit for it. I think made in 2018. There's a few others by um, the director that I want to check out. She did one called Liz Drives, which I think is also on. Mm-hmm. Um, alter so i'm going to be checking that out definitely a a director i'll be you know keeping an eye on but this this won't be for everyone no this won't it's it's just full of despair basically this is 
Um, yeah. Okay, so that is our show for this uh, particular episode. So that's uh, seven shorts we've taken a look at. Um, Can I just mention the... that's seven out of the 13? Yeah, uh, so it's 13 the... altogether um, that are part of the Beyond the Dark anthology, um, which will be out shortly. Uh, we do recommend you check it out. No, we don't. What am I talking about? Do that a bit again. So Did that you... is seven out of 13 of the uh, shorts uh, that make up the Beyond the Dark anthology. Um, I think, you, you know, from our comments this evening, it's a bit of a mixed bag, um, but these, these things tend to be. Uh, you may get more mileage out of some of these than we did. We're getting on a bit, we're getting old, getting stuck in our ways, <laughs> getting a bit cantankerous now and again. Um, you know, you, you may see something we don't, but um, yeah. Check them out for absolute sure um, and tune in to our next episode. Thank you for listening to the DTV Digest. Let us know your thoughts in the comments and tune in again next time. <laughs>